Blog Talk Radio. Do you watch Fox News all day? Are you dizzy from conservative spin? Are you a birther or teabagger? You might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia. If so, the only cure is Liberal Dan Radio. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Warning, Liberal Dan Radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice. Severe cases of barachnophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to liberaldan.com. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. A lot of stuff on the table today, uh, including taking your calls. But uh, first and foremost, I do want to start the episode with a quick review of this week's headlines. A Target bathroom was bombed in Evanston, Illinois on Wednesday. No details have come out yet as to if this event was linked with the policy of bathroom use by individuals who are transgendered. However, clearly that is the problem and not exploding bombs. In political news, Elizabeth Warren was reported earlier today to be endorsing Hillary on MSNBC tonight. But if that's how they are plugging it, can't you say she's already endorsing her? In entertainment news, Mel Gibson is planning a Passion of the Christ sequel, this time with more Jew-hating. And finally, a hospital worker died while at work while pleasuring himself to porn. Medical examiners said that he died of a heart attack. Personally, I think he died of a stroke. And that was this week's headlines. Anyway... So, got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, bottom half of the hour, I'm going to talk more about you know, Jump the Shark activism. Last week's show, I focused on Jump the Shark activism. I uh, gave several examples of what I felt it was. We had a pretty good debate going on about what I felt it was. And we had another issue uh, come up uh, the past week that, I mean, was timed perfectly for me starting that talk about what is Jump the Shark activism. Um, so, I'm going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk more specifically about the presidential election even later on in the program. Um, I'm also going to be talking about, there was a video that I saw today um, by SourceFed, and they <clears throat> are trying to allege why or if or that Google has manipulated the search engine results to favor Hillary Clinton over other presidential candidates. And I am going to explain why that's not true and why their logic is irrational and uh, illogical and uh, why they really missed the boat here. And, and it's, a, it's another one of the examples, and it might even fall under jump the shark activism as well. But 
it's a more discrete kind of subset of what I've talked also talked about before, where it's it's more important to be first than it is to be right. And they want to come out there. They want to be the ones to, you know, once they realize that they might have something, it's more important to get that web traffic and to get people viewing their YouTube channel and people, you know, getting, you know, getting their presence increased on social media. That is far more important to than actually getting the truth out there. Don't take the time to actually, you know, second guess. Well, is my argument solid here? Well, I'll get more into that in a little bit after the first break. We're going to, we're going to go into, I cut up the, the clips uh, from the SourceFed vid video. We're going to go over them one by one. We're going to see where they, you know, if they have any points to be made and where they are clearly wrong. Um, the other day, or today, earlier today, um, President Obama, actually, though, to talk a little bit about the presidential election, he went ahead and endorsed Hillary. Now, some people might say, well, it's the safe thing. I mean, she is the nominee, uh, presumptively, at least, um, even though Bernie Sanders is going to fight to the election. Get more into that a little bit later. Um, but Or fight until the convention, I mean. But, you know, he – I can't criticize him for, for not coming out and endorsing either of them you know, because I was, I was doing the same thing. I – Fully would have been happy supporting Hillary Clinton for president, and I fully would have been happy supporting Bernie Sanders for president. As I've said on the show before, I'm a I'm a hipster when it comes to Bernie Sanders. I, I knew and liked him before it was popular, and before it was cool. You know, I I, I remember his filibuster. I remember a lot of things that he did uh, that I knew about. Well, before he made the national stage, when when he was getting four or five percent uh, familiar familiarity, I'm not using the right word, uh, when name recognition, when he had four to five percent name recognition, I was one of those four to five percent, and I don't even live in Vermont. I don't live in New England. I don't live up there in the Northeast. I mean, some people might say, "Well, you lived in Baltimore," but it's not New England. It's not that far northeast, especially below the Mason-Dixon line. So I sound a little sick. I'm just I'm getting I caught something from one of my kids earlier in the week, and you know earlier in the week I felt like I was hit by a truck. Um, I'm feeling a little better now. It hasn't it hasn't moved down yet to the cough. So I guess this is just a warning. If if you've listened to the show before, when I've fought sickness, you know this week it's going to be upper respiratory. Next week it's going to be lower respiratory. And so I'm sure the next couple of weeks I'll be coughing a lot during the show. So that's just a fair warning. There's another, I mean, it has a little bit of naughty language in it. Um, but I do want to bring up the tweet of the week before I hit the first commercial as well. Um, and actually, uh, I have to do my best LL Cool J impersonation because the tweeter of the week this week was, Chrissy Teigen. So it's horrible with my with my stuffed up nose. I'm glad I don't have to do that many um, imitations this week uh, because, oh, you know, I I tweeted I used to love Chrissy Teigen because she's great on Limp Sync Battle on Spike. Uh, after this tweet, I really love her. Hashtag Tweet of the Week. And the Tweet of the Week was, if you are a Bernie Sanders supporter. 
If you're a Bernie supporter voting for Trump because Bernie is out, holy shit, I hate you. And I can hear her saying that. I can hear her, you know, her voice saying that. I mean, I've I've actually heard her say that word on TV because they don't allow that word on, on Spike. I mean, I guess they could, but they don't. But when Chrissy Teigen, I'm, I'm not doing it well. I should just stop. Um, you know, uh, I usually do it well. My wife usually laughs at that. Like sometimes um, whenever we recorded on my DVR, it might start recording a second too late because something else was recording and it went a little bit over and recording lots of things. And so they, we missed the intro where he enters that. So I do it for her and she laughs. And she's either laughing because it's funny or she's laughing because it's horrible. Uh, I'm choosing to opt for the to the former. Uh, I do some good imitations. I think I've done some here. I mean, I hope people like the words of redneck wisdom, redneck voice that I do. Um, but anyway, so that is the tweet of the week, and it, it kind of goes around the whole thing that I've been saying. You know, the Bernie or bus crowd, or the Bernie or Trump crowd, is even is even worse than Bernie or bust. I mean, Bernie or bust, or even the Bernie or Jill. You know, it doesn't help Hillary. Def- it doesn't help the candidate that's going to be win- winning against Trump. It doesn't help her win, but it doesn't help him win either necessarily. It doesn't give give him a vote. At least Bernie, if, if you're a Bernie Sanders supporter and you and you write in Bernie if you can, or if you vote for Jill Stein, or you or you sit home and don't do anything because you wanted Bernie or nobody, you know. In a state that matters, it's not helpful, but it probably is a little bit of hurting the cause, but it's not a vote for Trump. If you're voting for Trump, I don't understand that logic there. I mean, unless you're just taking – if you watch Game of Thrones, Littlefinger, uh, he likes to say – he has said before that chaos is a ladder, and you can – you know, some people don't view chaos as a pit. Chaos is a ladder. If only if you, you know you take advantage of it, and you can climb up that ladder if you use that chaos to your advantage. Makes sense with how Littlefinger's plans are going. If you watch Game of Thrones, however, doesn't make sense uh, in this election. You, you know, you, you, you chaos may be a ladder that Trump can use, but you're not going to benefit from it, especially if you initially believe that Bernie Sanders was the right candidate for the job. So, anyway, that is that when it comes to that. Let's go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and hit the first commercial break. Uh, we can take your calls as well. I, I did invite the SourceFed people, you know, via Twitter at least, uh, that they would be more than welcome to send somebody on the show to discuss this issue with me. Um, I have not yet heard back from them. Anyway, it's 347-838-8368. If you do want to call in to discuss any of the issues on, their, on top of today, 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? 
Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on ROJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica RW, and Autumn F. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from an independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. ROJS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Now, I want, this, is, this is the part of the show I'm going to be talking about again. I invited, I didn't see this until late, but I invited them on the show uh, if they wanted to come on the show to defend their YouTube video. And I intend on making another YouTube video about this as well. I, I will probably, probably, if you heard this show, you probably won't get gain much more um, by listening to the YouTube video as opposed to listening to the, um, the show. But it's fine. You know, multi, making the same point on multiple platforms is fine. Actually, reply to their video with some of these facts as well. So let's just go ahead and, well, first of all, I'm not doing words of redneck wisdom this week. I haven't done it for a few weeks. It's not that I've given up on it, but um, just haven't had too much time to go through all of the redneckery, even on his little site, that the guy that I usually get the information from. So we'll see. Maybe I'll, I'll start, I'll re, start redoing it again for an anniversary show. It, it, is this the anniversary show? <laughs> was last week the anniversary show? I think it's July. I think July or August is the anniversary show. I'll have to pay more attention to that, I suppose. Anyway, so let's listen to what they're trying to say, and let's then I'll be picking holes through the clips, and I'll be picking holes in their arguments to explain why they're full of crap. Search engines in much of the internet are based on the principle that the more people care about, search for, or visit something, it'll rise to the top and be seen by more people. There's an inherent trust in what search engines offer us because they answer our questions. Even now, popular search engines have an autocomplete function. So as you type something, it's attempting to answer your question for you before you even finish. And we assume that the results and recommendations offered by that autocomplete are things that people have actually been searching for and might actually help us solve our problem. Now, some of that might be true, but just because somebody searched for something a lot of times, it doesn't mean that it's correct or that you're going to be getting the truth if you click on it and you and you actually get results. 
you know, yes, search engines do learn from a variety of different things. It's not just based on people's search history. I think they're putting they're putting maybe far too much weight on people's search history here. Uh, there, there are many different reasons why a result might come up or why Google might anticipate you might be searching for something. And one of those things very well may be somebody else also searched it. So, but there are other things that are going to come into play when determining what Google is going to show. Now, I have no access to Google's proprietary code that determines what is going to come up as an auto-completion for a particular partially written search phrase. Make that clear. I don't have any access to that. So, but neither do they. So let's make this very clear. All right. When you put what's 79 divided by 5 into Google, the answer is always 15.8. When you ask how do you make pizza dough, you're going to get a bunch of recipes for how to make pizza dough. Because of that principle, there's an inherent trust that when you Google something, you are seeing the actual factual answer to your query or question based at least in part on the results of what other people are actually searching for. At least he acknowledges at that point that it's at least in part. But... Just because a lot of people put in recipes for pizza dough or search for how to make pizza dough, it doesn't mean that's what's going to come up first is just because people searched for it and went to that one first. It doesn't mean that that is going to be the best pizza dough you can find. It might be horrible pizza dough. No. Someone may, you know, want to search for 71 divided by 6 or whatever it is and whatever the answer is. And 71 divided by 6 may be correct. Um, you know, the answer might get maybe correct, unless you were trying to do it in base eight, or if you're doing it in hexadecimal, then it's not going to be right. So there, there, are, there are other things that have to go on when you're, you know, searching for that the search engine can't necessarily be smart about. But you know, yes, you can type in, you know, you know, translate, you know, English to Spanish a word, and it'll come back with the word in a translation. It's Google search engine is smart enough to know a lot of things, or it's programmed well enough to be able to anticipate what you want to see um, for most things. But just because it does that doesn't mean that, again, they don't have the inside track on what uh, what, what you should be seeing. So let's, let's, let's get into the meat here. I think this might be where they're maybe... In the case of Hillary Clinton, who clinched the Democratic nomination, we know for a fact that that is not the case. They know for a fact it is not the case. It is, it is a fact that, they are, that, that it is not people searching for certain things are not getting the correct answers. They know for a fact. Fact. They've proven it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Well... Let me move the shadow of doubt back over there. Thanks to the help of our editor, Spencer Reed, SourceFed has discovered that Google has been actively altering search recommendations in favor of Hillary Clinton's campaign. Has it? It has not. I will prove this to you. Um, if you're listening live or if you're listening during the live broadcast, one thing I recommend that you do is I recommend that you go to your computer and sort of play along at home. Play along with home. Try and figure out. You know, try and do this with me. I can't prove it to you. I mean, I don't have a video 
I'm not doing a video webcast right now. I can't show you things on a screen. Now, when I do it for my YouTube channel, I will be showing you things on the screen. I will show you these live results to show exactly what I'm talking about. So... What's going on here? Maybe people are just searching for different things on Google than on Yahoo or Bing, or even- Let's see, let's, let's stop that for a second. Let me just make sure. There's clearly something wrong here, right? It's like if you put- Okay, let's-, let's When we type Hillary Clinton CRI into Google, the site's autocomplete function shows three potential searches. Hillary Clinton crime reform, Hillary Clinton crisis, and Hillary Clinton crime bill 1994. However, when you type the same term, Hillary Clinton CRI, into Google's competitors, Bing and Yahoo, you get very different results, focusing on whether or not Hillary Clinton has ever committed a crime. There's clear- First of all, when I type Hillary Clinton CRI into Google, into- into the Chrome search engine. And, you know, I can't do anything other than put it into the Chrome search engine because when I click on the Google tab and start typing, it types it automatically in the search bar. Google knows that Chrome is integrated well with Google and it searches in the search bar and not in the site anymore. So I type in Hillary Clinton CRI. I do not get three results, okay? I get five results. Hillary Clinton crime reform, Hillary Clinton crisis, Hillary Clinton crime bill, Hillary Clinton, Clinton criticism of Obama 2008 and Hillary Clinton, Clinton cribs. So I don't know. I don't know why Hillary Clinton cribs is coming up, but I could go click on it, I guess, to see what the result is. But um, Hillary cribs shocked young people. Apparently, it's uh, something. There's a lot of stuff tweeting about Hillary Clinton cribs. That's one thing that's one of the things that drives search engine results is not necessarily just what people search in, but it is also what people, you know, how the metadata of sites and these spiders will search websites for their metadata and for particular terms. And they'll take a, they'll keep it, they'll keep a cache of them. And so they, when people search for things that this is what'll come out. So again, Hillary Clinton, Cribs was one, three of five. So it wasn't three things that I saw, but it was five things. But I didn't see Hillary Clinton crimes. Oh, spelled it wrong. Hillary Clinton O-N. Actually, here, I typed in Hillary Clinton CRI, and I am getting Hillary Clinton crimes because that's actually in my web history now. So let's go back to Google. That's actually starting to come up now. See? It's interesting, huh? So anyway, so Hillary Clinton crimes was one thing that, that they wanted to look for, but they don't type in CRI. And, and they're saying that it's not coming up with other people. And so the next clip, there's clearly something wrong here, right? It's like if you put... There's clearly something wrong here, right? No, let's go to the next one. What's clip. going on here? Maybe people are just searching for different things on Google than on Yahoo or Bing. Or even just because we're from California, a traditionally liberal state, we received a lot of pro-liberal recommendations. When we searched for Hillary Clinton crime reform, the top result from earlier, there weren't even enough searches of the term to build a graph on the site. Which begs the question, why on earth is it the first potential result? For comparison, we added a second search term, Hillary Clinton crimes. Look what Google 
Google gave back. Apparently, far more people are searching for Hillary Clinton crimes than Hillary Clinton crime reform. Google just doesn't want you to know or ask. Okay, so they're comparing Google, which has one search engine, proprietary search engine software, to Yahoo or Bing, who both also have their own proprietary search engines. And they're shocked that they're different. Uh, I wish I had a hello. Do I have a hello McFly? I, I need to go. I should have I should have searched my uh, um, search searched all my um, stuff, my ads before uh, or all my little bits to see if I had the right I don't have Hello McFly. I should have uploaded Hello McFly because to me that's clearly something that they didn't take into consideration is that these are proprietary searches that are going to do things in a different way. So Mexico, is this the Mexico? Maybe that's a fluke, right? We tried it again, this time to see if Hillary Clinton's much discussed potential indictment by the FBI would show up. When you type Hillary Clinton IND into Bing or Yahoo, there are plenty of indictment-based recommendations. When you type it into Google, the top two recommended auto-completions are Hillary Clinton, Indiana, and Hillary Clinton, India. Right. And so that, that, that happens to me. The top, those are the same top two for me. So if you're playing along at home, those were the top two results that I got. India. The intention is clear. Google is burying potential searches for terms that could have hurt Hillary Clinton in the primary elections over the past several months by manipulating recommendations on their site. Is it though? Is it? Who else has been indicted? Um, Dennis Hastert. Dennis Hastert. IND. He was indicted, but I'm not getting any results. Uh oh, what's going on? Is, is Google trying to prevent, protect Dennis Hastert as well? Is is that something that's not going to be in there? Let, let's look up famous indictment. Again, play along at home. Famous indict, indictments. Um. Michael Vick was indicted by a grand jury. Michael Vick, IND. I'm getting no results for Michael Vick, IND. Even IND, ICT. No results for Michael Vick. Let's do Michael Vick crime, CRI. No, there's no results coming up for Michael Vick, CRI. It's not all completing for me. What's going on? Google must be trying to protect Michael Vick for some reason. Bernie Sanders, CRI, crime bill speech, cries, criticizes Democratic Party, criticizes no Bernie Sanders crimes. Donald Trump, does Donald Trump have any crimes? The people might want to know if Donald Trump has any crimes. Donald Trump crippled America. Donald Trump cries. Donald Trump criminal, criminal justice. Donald Trump criticizes. Here's a fun one. Adolf Hitler, CRI. I get Adolf Hitler crickets. Is Google trying to protect Adolf Hitler? No. 
So what's going on here? If I had to guess, I would say that perhaps Google has – let's try another one. Ted Kaczynski cries. No, Ted, Ted Kaczynski cries. Cries. Your eyes. Nothing for Ted Kaczynski. Is Ted Kaczynski indicted? No, Ted Kaczynski Industrial Society and Future, Ted Kaczynski Industrial Revolution. What if I search for Ted Kaczynski? I see a lot of things about his crimes. So, is Google trying to protect Ted Kaczynski? I mean, if you believe these guys, absolutely he is. They are. Because you can't find the results. But, well, what's going on here? It must be something else. In addition, for comparison, we searched for negative terms that have been associated in the media with Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump on all three sites, specifically Bernie Sanders SOC for socialist and Donald Trump RAC for racist or racism. This time, Google matched the recommendations of Bing or Yahoo. No visible tampering. Google's bias here is undeniable, but... It is deniable, and I'm denying it. Because I proved to you already that they're biased. There's no bias here. That they're treating everybody the same. Let's play at home again. Go to your search engines. Go to Google. You know, so we type in Bernie Sanders, SOC. Let me get Bernie Sanders Socialist. Bernie Sanders Socialist, Fox News. Bernie Sanders Socks. Weird. And Bernie Sanders Social Media. Cool. Sounds fine. Let's do Hillary Clinton, SOC. Hillary Clinton socks. Weird again. Hillary Clinton socialist. Hillary Clinton social media. Hillary Clinton soccer. So it's not protecting Hillary from the socialist label that could potentially hurt her in a, a riding up against Donald Trump because you know they're going to claim Hillary Clinton is a socialist, even though Bernie Sanders is much more socialist than he, than she. Um, Karl Marx, Karl Marx social analysis, Karl Marx socialist, even though he's a communist, but you know, Karl Marx social class, Karl Marx has a quote on socialism, the Karl Marx socialism quote. So is it clear what's going on here? Have they found this damning evidence? No, they've found nothing. It is time Hold on. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. I probably should have played this in over two when they said when when they played. Wrong, sir. Wrong. Absolutely, they are dead wrong here. They are completely misled. I don't know. Ridiculous. If this warping of search recommendations is as intentional as it appears to be, Google didn't break any laws in doing so. It's deeply unethical and wrong, but not illegal. And there is no proof that Hillary Clinton or any members of her campaign pushed for or knew about this practice. If this misrepresentation of Google is shown to be purposeful, then it is unethical and wrong. See how that works? 
But let's listen to the last clip that I pulled from it. Here. What Similar. we've discovered about Google's potential actions is shocking and deeply disturbing. I no longer have the trust that I once did in the company at large and what they're meant to represent. And the exact same thing could be said about SourceFed. Anybody who had any trust in them before this should not, if you're following using the same logic that they're using, because they're not representing things correctly. They are trying to prove a point that doesn't exist. They're trying to prove a bias that I have proved using correct deduction and reasoning. I have proved that they are 100% incorrect in this circumstance. They are not specifically protecting Hillary Clinton. Everybody else that I searched for, I searched for Elmo in my, on my own. Elmo, CRI, I got no examples or comments. Well, why should I? Ted Kaczynski. Let's, try, let's do another one. Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer is an awesome one. Jeffrey Dahmer, CRI. Nothing. I get nothing for Jeffrey Dahmer, CRI. Why? Because apparently, if I were to, I don't, again, I don't have access to the code, but apparently Google is not going to allow your search engine to say, okay, it's not going to allow it to autocomplete somebody with crimes. If they want somebody, if somebody who's wanting to search for crimes, they're going to force them to type it out for each and every person that they're searching for crimes on. They're not going to autocomplete somebody for crimes or indictments. They're not going to push that thought in your head. And that is what these guys want, you want to want Google to do. There's the rub. That is what they want Google to do. They actually want Google to make you think about if you're typing in CRI for some other reason, they are wanting Google to have you type in CRI and then see crimes. Or if you're wanting to type India, have you see indictments. They want you to see that. They want Google to push that information to you. They want you to be force-fed that information. And it shouldn't be surprised that someone from source-fed wants you to be force-fed. And that, my friends, is the end of this segment. Let's go ahead and take the news block. We'll go ahead and continue taking your calls as well. 347-838-8368. That is 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Independent News, a production of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham.
coalition of Los Angeles labor and community groups have come together to fight Department of Homeland Security plans to deport thousands of Central American immigrants. Stop separating families, said federal agents are stepping up arrests and deportations this month of those who had their asylum claims denied. Ernesto Arce has more from Los Angeles. According to Border Patrol statistics, some 120,000 Central American migrants were apprehended for crossing into the U.S. without permission since January 2014. Many unaccompanied children were released to family members after media reports revealed images of dozens of children incarcerated in small concrete rooms. Now, the Obama administration wants to send them back home as a way of sending a message to others. Ulysses Arceo with Stop Separating Families said the newcomers are not immigrants but refugees. Under our country's laws, there is a process for them to seek asylum. That process is not being followed. We are asking three-year-old children to represent themselves in front of an immigration judge. So once their cases are denied, we say you have to leave the country. I think it's easy to understand why these people aren't flocking back to their countries. El Salvador, Guatemala. Honduras have some of the highest murder rates in the world. Many women and children who came to the U.S. since 2014 said they were running from violent street gangs, especially in El Salvador and Honduras. Court records show that asylum seekers have a very low chance of success without lawyers. For Workers Independent News, Ernesto Arce, Los Angeles. Teamsters on strike against U.S. Foods in Severn, Maryland, have extended their picket lines to U.S. Foods distribution centers around the country. Other Teamsters at those facilities have been honoring the extended picket lines. Two private equity firms bought U.S. Foods nine years ago. In January, nearly $670 million in cash was taken out of the company to distribute to the two new owners, KKR and CDNR. The Teamsters say since the new owners took over, U.S. Foods has engaged in a systematic campaign of harassment and intimidation against its workers. AFGE, the American Federation of Government Employees, is applauding U.S. Senate action striking down a privatization of Department of Defense commissaries. But the union is still working to remove a provision in both the House and Senate that would cut pay for commissaries' workers by 10 to 30 percent. The provision would downgrade pay and benefits of commissary workers by converting them to non-appropriated funding status. AFGE says many of these workers are veterans or spouses of active-duty military members. Workers Independent News is proud to be heard on the Union Edge, Labor's Talk Radio. Live nationwide weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. at theunionedge.com. Win is made possible in part by the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees Division of the Teamsters Union and by the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades. You've been listening to Win Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. You can also join us in the chat room over on blogtalkradio.com. If you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, or concerns at the show thread on liberaldan.com. Make sure to follow me at youtube.com slash liberaldan. Um, I think it's Liberal Dan Radio. I think it's youtube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio. You can find a link to that on uh, liberaldan.com as well, just in case I I happen to get that wrong. Um, It's been a while. Let me just make sure that that's okay. It's been a long time. I mean, I do have a new new 
video uh, out there for Liberal Dan, um, uh, for Liberal Dan Radio. I did do another Fat Man rant recently. Yes, that is YouTube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio. I did do the Fat Man rant for the Sean King hypocrisy. I put that up there two weeks ago. So um, <laughs> go ahead and check that out. Anyway, so um, I anticipate maybe tonight we'll see how I feel because the reason I canceled the show last night was because my AC was out. And the AC is, is not it's just a little cool. It's still not being as good as it should. So unfortunately, it looks like it might be a little more expensive than what I thought it might be. Blech. Anyway, so, but one of the things I didn't want to talk about this week, I didn't want to let too much time go, is you know, going back to the whole idea of jumping the shark activism. Hashtag jump the shark activism. It's, I hope this catches on because there's been a, you know, there are issues that are out there that I think are, you know, when you redefine words and you try and have like, you know, sort of an, you know, I hate to pick on the academic view, but when it's when it's not a, you know, when people try and define words to be something that they're not or put extra meaning that aren't there, you know, that, that's one example. To, to kind of push an agenda, you know, even if the agenda is good, it still is jump the shark activism. But even, you know, you know, even with you have, you can have good intent, but intent as I've been told before, is not important. Uh, if you're doing something wrong, you might mean well, but you're still doing something wrong. You're still doing something that is, you know, at best hypocritical. Um, at most, well, I don't know. I don't know. If best is hypocritical. You know, worst is probably I don't know somewhere even I don't know. Anyway, so. You know, one of the things I said was mansplaining. The use of that term mansplaining is jumping the shark because you are you are creating a new word out of two existing words, and basically there's nothing wrong with explaining things to some people, but you're trying to say that somebody's being condescending and sexist, and that the person is a man, so therefore man is the negative modifier. So if you're saying that man is a negative modifier, you are be you you are implying some sort of negative value to men, and as such. You should not be doing that if you believe in equality of the sexes and you do not believe that gendered uh, that gendering something should it make it a negative. Um, but here we go again, another jump to shark activism. We have Rose McGowan, uh, who has been an actor. You've probably seen her in at least one film. She, several films actually. Uh, she saw there was apparently this billboard uh, with Apocalypse from the movie X Men Apocalypse, and he's choking Mystique. And this is a scene in the movie. It's been in previews. <coughs> oh, see the cost happening already. Many of the previews included the scene of Apocalypse reaching his hand out and choking Mystique. So she said, tweets out a message. She basically copied the message and put an image into Twitter. There is a major problem when the men and women of 20th Century Fox think that causal or casual violence against women is the way to market a film. There's no context in the ad, just a woman getting strangled. And there's where she jumps the shark. Come, I'll, 
I'll read more of what she said, but you don't need to read more than that. This isn't just casual violence against women. Mystique is the is a protagonist here. You know, in 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 the six X Men movies that have been created, that Mystique has been a part of. She has been a main character. She's been part of the main action, and she has been, at least in the newer films, a protagonist of some sort. You know, they, they kind of have it, you know, where <clears throat> she's trying to do the, you know, the right thing to stop, you know, she's also the protagonist and the cause of the bad things that happens at the same time. So there's, there's some weirdness going on in there. I don't want to give away, but I mean, if you haven't seen X-Men Days of Future Past, go see it. I mean, it's, it's a good movie, especially if you're a nerd. Um, but she is, especially in these, these three movies, these last three movies, the kind of the prequel movies, she's absolutely been a role of the protagonist and not an antagonist. In the first three movies, she was, you know, on the side of Magneto, you know, being a sort of antagonist, um, especially in the second one where, or in the second one, it's, the, the lines are drawn a little weird because you have mystique being you know on Magneto's side but Magneto is trying to fight Stryker Stryker is the is the main antagonist but it still doesn't stop Magneto from being an antagonist anyway I'm getting very very nerdy for the political audience whatever but the point is is that she is a central character of the story and her life being threatened is probably a big part of the movie she jumped into the fracas and put herself at risk, and Apocalypse apparently saw her as enough of a threat to choke her. And there's been many parts in this in the, in the series of movies where she has done some killing. She is a trained, skilled killer. She can kill you very quickly. She's because she's not just a mutant who can shape shift, but she also has very good fighting skills. She is a very big threat to this bad guy. So, and, and judging an ad without the context is the problem. If you know the context, you can say, oh, well, obviously, this is not man against woman violence. This is bad guy against good guy violence. So, so she's. Let me go on. The fact that no one flagged this is this, that this is offensive and frankly stupid. The geniuses behind this, and I use the term lightly, need to take a long, hard look in the mirror and see how they're contributing to society. Imagine if it was a black man being strangled by a white man or a gay male being strangled by a hetero. Well, I, if it was within the context of the movie and the bad guy was the was the white guy or the the bad guy was the heterosexual male strangling the good guy who's the gay male or the you know you know you see a picture of of or the black panther fighting um I don't know, who does he fight I don't, I don't think he actually goes up against any of the women i mean she black widow in civil war does 
uh, fire, electric, shocking things that I don't think they actually, because they were on the same side for a while, I don't think you actually see Black Panther fighting any of the female characters there. So it's kind of hard to see that. But you do have you know trailers showing um, Bucky Barnes strangling Black Widow. If you just happen to see that scene of Bucky Barnes strangling Black Widow, you know, oh, there's no context there, but it's part of the movie. He's the bad guy, or he is trained to be a bad guy. He's programmed as a bad guy, and he's they, they basically can take control of his mind, and he's attacking the good girl, the good person, one of the heroes of the movie. And I can kind of see – well, let's get that to the next one. All right. The outcry would be enormous. She thinks that the outcry would be enormous for that. The outcry would probably be the same, same stupid people trying to do jump the shark activism to prove their point when their point is just flawed and dumb. So she goes, I'll, cont- I'll close my text. A friend sent. Uh, the, somebody says a conversation with his daughter. My daughter and I were having a deep conversation of the brutality of that hideous X-Men poster. Her words, Dad... Why is that monster man committing violence against a woman? She goes, if a nine-year-old can see it, why can't you, Fox? Well, here's the problem. A, I really doubt that a nine-year-old was like, why did that bad monster man commit an act of violence? She did. I'd be very shocked if those are the actual words that were said by this person's daughter. But guess what? The person's daughter recognized that without any other context, that this guy was a monster man. That he was the bad guy. He was the bad guy in the picture. This, if this nine-year-old... <coughs> excuse me. If this nine-year-old could realize... Without any other context, this is the bad guy in the movie. And all you have to say at that point is, well, because she's the good guy in the movie. Or she's one of the good guys. And as a bad guy, he's attacking one of the good guys. Why can't, if, if, if a nine-year-old could see that, Rose McGowan, why can't you flip the script back on you? A nine-year-old could easily see that this is a monster. This is a bad guy. And that was the context that was being given, with no other context given. But poor Rose McGowan and her need to make a political point with something that's not political jumps the shark yet again. Commits another act of jump the shark tactics. Anyway, that's my point on that. Let's go ahead and um, uh, go ahead and take the last commercial break. Take your calls as well, 347-838-8368. That's area code 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.
If you need legal representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs. So should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. An Origami Owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is C-A-S-S-I-E-Z charms.origamiowl.com and contact Cassie today. Welcome back to the Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. So joining the conversation is area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Earlier in the show, uh, we dismantled uh, SourceFed and their incorrect interpretation of Google's image searching uh, results and how they search things or supposedly um, tried to make Hillary Clinton look bad when in reality they didn't. I'm sorry, when they try to make Hillary Clinton look better when they weren't, the same mechanism is apparently and clearly applicable to all people and not just Hillary. We also discussed Rose McGowan and her jump the shark activism when it came to attacking the people of Fox, uh, 20th Century Fox and the X-Men Apocalypse poster, um, which unfortunately Fox, 20th Century Fox apologized for and said that they were going to remove the billboard because when you know people make a stupid hurrah that you instead of standing up to them and saying no look you're being stupid you can't give in to them that that's part of the problem with this country is we we give in to the people that make dumb demands sometimes the people complaining about things are wrong and in this case rose mcgowan was wrong so Last few minutes of the show, I know I scheduled the show for 90 minutes, but I typically only do it for 60, just because I just want to make sure I have extra time to talk about things if I go over. But it doesn't look like I'll be going over today. Uh, but we did have this week, you know, what was going on, you know, after the April 26th primary, on April 27th, I did a show. And on that show, I basically said, you know, Hillary Clinton is the presumptive nominee at that show. I don't know if I used those words specifically, but I basically said there's no way that Bernie Sanders is going to climb out of his delegate hole. And my prediction back then was correct. Um, in reality, I predicted early on that Hillary Clinton should just be called the presumptive nominee as soon as she entered the race. Now, Bernie Sanders did give her a run for her money. He did do a lot of great things with his campaign. He proves himself that he is he deserves a spot at the table. He, he should be involved in, you know, the platform of the Democratic Party, um, especially because by doing so, you include in 
the ideas of the millions of voters that came out to vote for Bernie Sanders. Um, and that, that is a good thing. Like, I am to the, to the right of Bernie, probably, somewhere. I don't know where exactly you'd plot me on a line if there was just a single line, but I'm probably somewhere to the right of Bernie. It might just be a little bit. And I'm, def- I'm probably to the left of Hillary. Um, you know. So if Bernie Sanders is able to pull Hillary a little bit leftward, that's cool with me. I'm happy with that. I want that to happen. I had no problem with what his campaign manager said on April 26th, that this campaign will now be more about getting enough delegates so that you can push the agenda, push some agenda issues, agenda items at the convention. That's great. That's wonderful. But Bernie Sanders didn't accept that. Bernie Sanders didn't take that. He basically said, okay, no, we're going to fight. We're going to keep fighting. And we're going to start doing things. We're trying to convince the superdelegates to flip over to Bernie Sanders, even though people in his campaign, surrogates in his campaign, the campaign himself had made the argument that, uh, that superdelegates should vote with the pledge delegates or shouldn't vote against the will of the people, except for when the will of the people is rejecting Bernie Sanders as the candidate, as now he wants them to flip, which is a little bit hypocritical. And I said that before, and I'll say it again, because it is. And if Hillary Clinton was being hypocritical about something, I'd point it out too. But, you know, and, and, the, and he, I, you know, there, there's been so many times that he's had a great opportunity since April 26th to come out and say, look, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. I want everybody who supports me to come out because I want to make a push at the convention to, to make sure that our policy issues are on center stage, that we are going to be standing up there and may, being noticed and being recognized and being um, <coughs> appreciated as part of this party. Theodore just said that from April 26th on or from any other loss from that point on, you know, probably would have helped to unify the party. We said, look, I understand Hillary Clinton is going to be the nominee, and that's fine. I will support her and her candidacy as long as we could have just said, as long as we have, you know, my, our, my delegates come out, they're going to come out, you know, we're going to have a lot of large presence at the convention, and we want these issues, these issues on the platform. We're, we, we are going to stand up and fight for these, and if the Democratic Party doesn't fight for these, we'll be back in two years, we'll be back in four years uh, to come, you know, make sure that people who are in place who want to do the right thing are doing the right thing. If he would have said that, it probably would have been a great way to unify the party with a little bit of teeth added to it. And he had that another opportunity to do that again Tuesday night. And unfortunately, he didn't. I don't necessarily see what his path is to keep fighting. I mean, I understand he's not giving up. He's going to go to D.C. He's going to fight for those remaining 20 delegates. I don't see how he wins a majority of them. Hillary Clinton is primed to earn those delegates as well. Uh, he's not going to win D.C. Um, already you've seen superdelegates flipping towards Hillary from Bernie as it stands. People are unifying around Hillary Clinton, and that's where people need to be. Bernie Sanders should be at the convention and be pushing for platform issues, and he should be you know, trying to make sure that the issues are raised. But he also needs to make sure that he, if he doesn't do it soon, he needs to make sure that he comes out and still says, look, Hillary Clinton is going to be the nominee. I will support her, and I will push for these issues as well. Anyway, that is the end of the episode this week. Tune in next week, <coughs> most likely 8 p.m., most likely Wednesday, most likely at 8 p.m. We'll see 
uh, how Little League and everything else has done. But again, follow me at Little Band Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Little Band, YouTube.com slash Little Band Radio, BlogTalkRadio.com slash Little Band. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Little Band Radio. Talk to the last episode.